L-U-M-O-S, Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Friendly Tech Wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Flannel Wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Happy Sunday. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 42nd episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss... Chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Secrets of Chambers, the Chamber of Secrets. Before we do so, we will fill you in on the latest bottle of cottage ketchup, quiz Fleur with trivia questions, and expand on knowledge about nothing today. Really? We're not doing one? No. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <clears throat> I'm calling it a snow day of uh, yeah. magi for, for the Magizoology lesson today. We've already got a big beast to deal with. I know. And his name is Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Woo, baby. I did not expect That this. is one fantastical beast right <laughs> oh there. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Says the man who, who raises his oh, mug. I got this, this is a special cup. It's called Mr. Right. Mr. Right. Meaning that anything I say today is right. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Uh, so, hey, you know, I typically start us off with some cottage ketchup. Why yeah. don't you go ahead and give us a lowdown on what's going down here in the cottage? Okay. So, Sunday is one of my favorite days. Okay. And I love to record with you. I love to sit down after a good meal. Um, we yeah. had to deal with some coughs and sickness last week, so yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're back. And Me too. Kind of like <laughs> You know, back in shape to go outside for a long walk. And this is, I mean, if mm. you've been listening to us for for a little bit, you know, we love to go on long walks and hikes and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. We love to be outside. And at some point, I would love to record from somewhere outside. And you guys can get more ambience, um, yeah. real ambience from the real world out there. Yeah. So, uh, that was so, so good and fun. And I just, I don't know, it's just, just slowing down on a Sunday. Right. Is my favorite part of the week. Yeah, yeah. You know, you said something the other day. This was to my dad. Shout out to him, by the way. He took us out to an, an awesome basketball game the other day, which was mm-hmm. great. We got to go see the Schottenstein, and it was, yeah. it was fun. Um, but he was, I think we were, we were just talking about waking up. This I don't know whether it was to him or just on that day or whatever, but waking up and it's cold outside of your blankets, and you're breathing in like yes. cool air, and yet you're still warm and cozy under your blankets. That's a really... Intro, I, I didn't really thought about it, but I'm like, yeah, I love that feeling. Yeah. I love when it's just nice and your bedroom is cool or, or cold. Some people sleep with a fan on or air conditioning or the window open or whatever it might be. Uh, it just happened to be 20 to 30 degrees <laughs> around here, and so the heat yeah. wasn't rising up. And it was great. It felt, it felt really, you know, just, we're thankful for all the things that we do have and stuff. But uh, it was nice to get a nice, nice good um, couple of days of sleeping in and just recovery. felt great. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then I love... Also on Sundays, I like to make food for Sunday night, and this time we got German potato salad and some yeah. sausages and a little bit of salad, and it was so good. And I also at the same time have a soup simmering um, yes. on the stove for tomorrow because soup always tastes better the next day. Whoa! And it's so much easier since I'm already cutting stuff up for today 
and just throwing it in there for i think i'm just gonna do that from now on i, I don't know just uh, yeah let's just say i'm i'm uh in in heaven over here okay <laughs> i i love it did you know you can throw that potato salad and sausages into <laughs> a salad potato salad in salad i know i guess like I that was that up. you just made it up i just love it it's it, I, I should start posting more pictures of our salads because they look wild sometimes. they're wild i mean i walk over there, i'm like what is in this so <laughs> colorful and you just never know what's going to sneak in there and it's just no, fantastic there's no recipes for it it's just throw in whatever you got changes every <laughs> time every yep. time so it's fun because i get inspired i love um for 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 a while i ate vegetarian vegan i loved it i loved yeah. all that different vegetables fruits and i loved making buddha bowls mm-hmm. yes I yes i gotta start making them again so right yeah. now i'm in a soup and stew phase i love making I love stews it. um but yeah I, it's I like a witch's cauldron over there and, you, and you're know, just tossing just things bubbling. in it's bubbling it's simmering i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh let's throw some bubbles bubbling in the background like sounds yeah that's a good idea that's yeah, good. yeah mm-hmm yeah, no, so good slow weekend, and um, I, I feel some, t- some weekends go by so fast, but this weekend I feel more energized, m- more ready for the next week, so. Yeah, 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 it yeah. feels good, and I'm, uh, yeah, we're excited to be doing this, we're excited to be, we've got big plans for the channel, for uh, other other content yes. creation stuff that's coming that's coming your guys' way, so uh, be looking forward to that, some fun collaborations coming up, and just yes. tons of really, really goodness. Oh, shout out, by the way, to our friend Michaela, who did Woo-hoo! an episode with us, she's over 100k, oh, that was so awesome. uh, you guys have heard her on this podcast, it was, it was great, but she also appeared over on Star Wars Hangout, our mm-hmm. other podcast where we talk about guess what star wars oh it was and so cool those two hearing yeah. those two just nerd out about star wars and oh wow. throwing out their theories if you are interested and you're watching the mandalorian definitely go over there they they yeah. as is going to drop a major theory and michaela's uh dropping her thoughts and it's awesome really yeah they, they <laughs> thank you they, you were there as well young lady and it was great it was great to i get got to all, witness it yeah well, <laughs> it was good just to hear all, like you know lots of different thoughts and theories because sometimes i'm just rambling and stuff so to hear uh, Michaela kind of chime in with with her thoughts in terms of the series and Rebels connections and all that kind of stuff. It's really good. Yeah. So if you guys enjoy any um, sci-fi slash fantasy slash Star Wars, go check that out. It was a yeah. cool collaboration. So yeah, and shout out to her again for 100K. Cool. Yes. Cool stuff. Congrats. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are we into? Um, I, I I have no idea what's going I, on. I think this we're week. into some some. T- 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 trivia whoa trivia training yeah you know how tiff always does her like recap yes i don't think i can pull that off they had me do it one time you pulled up the episode where i was on where i i said they're like oh can you do like the can you do like the recap thing that tiffany does since i was filling it for tiffany and i was just like i i only got the energy that she's she's got that gryffindor spirit i know you know but i just did the trivia so it's harder to do with a t Come on, like that's you got to give yourself yeah. some some grace. Yeah, okay, that's true. Anyway, so into our trivia training. Yeah, it's time. You ready for this? I've got a couple questions. Have you looked at them? Did no, you I have the, not. Oh, I just had a, the answers. I just had an idea. Yes. For a trailer for the trivia. Yeah, training. yeah, yeah. We do some kind of like, I don't know, military boot camp, getting down, doing your squats and your training. Um, yes. Push ups and all that stuff. My lunges. Sounds yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. For a trivia training. Hey, can I just throw out there, anybody who's into working out, Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, throw some old-fashioned lunges in between those sets. 
just mm-hmm. start doing a couple here and there. Start with just maybe 10 the first week. If you haven't done them in a while, throw them in and your heart rate will, it'll just get you pumped. Really good stuff. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, yeah. I've been watching you do it for more over a year now, right? Oh, yeah. Every workout. And that's to me, that's crazy. You started with just a couple and now you're doing how many per workout? 50? Yeah, uh, a lot. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. But I tell you what, it's something about uh, when you can do, and I've been telling even my dad, who's who's a little bit older, like when you can, people forget sometimes that like, yeah, I don't know, we, you, when you get a little older or when you just stop working out a little bit or you have some, maybe you, you have an injury or you have something going on in your life and you, you kind of stop do, doing that. Right. People want to go back and they want to instantly start working out the upper body. Mm-hmm. But everybody that I that I've talked to, like the lower body is so key in terms of like giving your I mean, it just releases so many more good things in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Lowering your level and working on your lower body. And I tell my dad, it's like it will change your life. It's yeah. just such a really good uh, thing. So we're th- that only came up because we're talking about trivia training. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. But yeah. OK. On to the questions. You ready for this? Mm hmm. All right, so first up, uh, what is Voldemort's mother's name? Why am I training us for this already? Because we are getting up to a chapter where in which we will be coming across. We've already met Voldemort, kind of, uh, in his little, what do you call it, his little phantom sort of phase. But uh, we're getting ready to see him pop off an old Horcrux here soon. So, you know, maybe he put his mother's name somewhere in that diary. It's tough. I just I Merope. 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 Yes. That's how I say it. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's her. Yes, because she mm-hmm. was the one. Yes, later we see Dumbledore discovering the mer- memory of her. Yep. She's locked up in that house. Uh, falls in love with a Muggle. The Muggle doesn't really like her back. Yep, yep, yep. Potion. Boom. Boom. And they Here fall. We go. They kind yep. of fall in love and make little Tom. Yep, they do. <laughs> Maropi. Yes. Yeah. Boom. I feel. I feel good. Good Thank job. You. That was a tough one. I was. Yeah. That's funny because I don't remember all the time. Like that. You know. You have to go back to those chapters and really. That's why we're doing this. I enjoy. Maybe uh, Maropi is more the German word version of it. Maybe? Oh, you're probably right. I, 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 I actually just. Know. You know. It yeah. just popped up in my mind. I was like, that sounds. Yeah. M e r o p e. So. All right. Uh, who is the matron of the orphanage where Voldemort grows oh up? Now, gosh. this is hard. I don't expect anybody. Ooh. If you're out there listening right now and you, you know, then awesome. Let me let me think. This one's a tough one. I can give do you a get, big hint later if you do want. Do we get like just a Mrs. Or do yes. we get a full name? A Mrs. So-and-so. Yeah. Yep. 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 Dumbledore talks to her. Uh-huh. Do we have a first letter? Yeah, uh, C. Yeah, Mrs. C. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the clue that I that I, okay. I can give you. Yeah. You ready for this? Because this is super hard. I don't expect anybody to get this. I want to know, um, though. I want to know all this stuff. I know, I know, right? This is, this is, a, this is a character, a <laughs> named fun. character in the series. So this is something, you know, Santa Claus would never give you a piece of this in your stocking. Okay? Because you've Mrs. been... Mrs. Turkle. You've been a good girl. Uh, her name is Mrs. Cole. Cole. Wow. Just Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like a piece of coal. That's yeah. interesting that you made that connection to Santa and like you yeah. know, something you don't really want. 
Oh yeah. Not that yeah. we don't want her, but like a connection to someone who's Well yeah, and even Voldemort from his perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cole, like in his mind, it's like oh, maybe she's maybe she's yeah. kind of cold and stern and yeah. whatever else. So yeah. Think about that. When you when you're an author this naming characters and you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. uh, what do I call this this individual who runs yeah, the orphanage? I, oh yeah, where totally. She always thinks about the names. The names are very, very meaningful. Right. Yeah. And you wonder too, I mean, I know people talk about the love potion in Baltimore, blah, 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 blah. But like his, like the way he grew up here yeah. is different. Mm-hmm. And it's it was hard and he was extra different because of all of his magical abilities. You know what I mean? He he didn't have anybody there he could really connect with. So yeah, yeah sorry, we're going down the Voldemort sympathy train there. But I mean, it's like you know, I, 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 we don't know a whole lot about that. But I, people have been clamoring for a young like Tom Riddle series. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that is a little crazy. We can hop on that sympathy train, but this episode we got to hop off another sympathy train. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm talking true. about? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I do, and this it's unfortunate, fun, but anyway. Thanks uh, so much I, for the question. Oh, oh you, you thought more? that was oh, it oh, oh, as oh. a bonus <laughs> question coming your way. Okay. Who actually let me, let me back up. What what did Jenny Weasley catch Percy Weasley doing? Oh, you just can't. You just came up with that on the spot because we yeah. don't. Well, probably he was probably hanging out with. Well, no, hanging out. Oh my gosh, no, no, she's petrified. Well, she's petrified, but it was before that. She at some point because he he's, okay because it had to be. I mean, it's M- something. Penelope. It, yeah. 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 Oh and yeah, had, for sure. They, she caught him. They probably were. She got him smooching. kissing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And so he's like, yeah, so don't 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 say anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because they'll, they'll, they'll tease me. Which is interesting. I mean, she had a lot more going on. But I think had she not have even had anything going on this year, she wouldn't have held that against her brother. It feels no, like she's the yeah. most sort of level-headed of all of them. Yeah. And can see through all of their... Um, oh, and I feel like they all love mischief. her. Mischief? Oh, they just, all love her. But she's, she's also the... baby sister. I kind of think she's like the glue, really. I think she... Oh. Especially as she gets older, yeah. she really is like is in is in harmony or is in good spirits or is in good touch yeah. with all of them. Even, and I think like she can keep Fred and George kind of in check. Like, they don't. Oh yeah, get, for sure. They don't they get to a, her. I think they have a soft spot for Ginny for sure. Yeah, but and even they do tease her though. But they doesn't get to her like maybe true. it got to Ron. You know, right. so I sometimes I'm like, all right, let's go, Jenny. And, and I feel like the brothers realize like, wow, our sister is. Mm-hmm. We, I mean. She's, she's powerful and she's awesome and she's she's very competent. She's, she's very butts. yeah. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> she's good at quitted. She's ever, she's, she's awesome. got the bogey hacks. Yeah, she does. Down. She does. So it's just kind of funny because she she um you know she catches per- per- Percy here and he's mm-hmm. he's just. I think one day we got to do a deep Percy Weasley dive because oh, I sure. just read ahead as I'm doing some of my How Powerful series. You and I have been working on that. Mm-hmm. By the way, friends, don't forget to check out Harry Potter Hangout. Where we're breaking down all the theories Especially and all the uh, fun stuff over there. If you like Kingsley or Tonks. Yeah, yeah. And if you're over there, by the way, leave a <laughs> comment. Tell people to come check out Shell Cottage Radio. That'd be great. Tell them it's a great podcast. Oh, my goodness, yes. Try to get them over here. But anyway, um, yeah, it was just really cool to, as I was doing that research on Percy, I, Percy pops up when I was doing the Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yes. Uh, how powerful. And I'm <laughs> sort of like, whoa, there he is. And he's human. You know, he's just like everybody yeah. else. And he just has his own sort of uh, thing. All right. Hey, hey, that is it. Let's uh, let's dive right. 
Wow. Just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. We haven't even got to the chapter yet. What are you talking about? This big chapter. Yeah, big I chapter, know. big I takeaways. Uh, and I have an apology to make. But before I make that apology, let's dive into the chapter summary and I will read this chapter. Sounds great. Before we do that, I just want to remind you guys, you're probably wondering, oh, wait, why aren't you doing your weekly magizoology lesson on the basilisk? Ah. Right? But that's because we already covered that. Talked about it in episode 10, Philosopher's Stone, chapter 2, The Vanishing Glass, when we just started. Oh, wow. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you want to know more about the monster of the Chamber of Secrets and its species. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and if that didn't do it for you, go check out Gilderoy Lockhart's <laughs> book where he breaks down <laughs> everything you need to know about confronting a basilisk. And the Yeti. And the Yeti together. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, friends, let me read this. Uh, Here we go. Chapter 16, The Chamber of Secrets. Harry and Ron go to breakfast the morning after their miraculous escape from Aragog's pincers. The two excitedly discuss the new information about Moaning Myrtle, but during Transfiguration, their thought process is interrupted when Professor McGonagall announces that exams will still be taking place starting next week. Most students loudly complain and can't believe that they still have to undergo testing in the current circumstances. Ron is especially dreading the exams, knowing that he will have to take them with his Spellotape wand. But there is also some good news. A couple of days later, McGonagall informs the students at the breakfast table that the mandrakes are ready for cutting and that all victims will be revived tonight. The Great Hall erupts into tears and joyful chatter, but among them is shy little Jenny, desperately trying to tell Ron and Harry something important about the Chamber of Secrets. Unfortunately, Percy comes in and interrupts them. Tired from a long night shift as a prefect, he takes Jenny's seat and ensures Ron and Harry that it was nothing important that Jenny had to say. Still eager to talk to Myrtle, Ron and Harry trick Professor Lockhart and are able to break away from the rest of the class when Professor McGonagall catches them alone in the corridor. Harry quickly comes up with a story that they really just wanted to see Hermione in the hospital wing and tell her that everything is going to be okay. To their surprise, Minerva shows some compassion and allows them to go. In the hospital wing, they find Hermione still petrified, but Harry makes a groundbreaking discovery. He notices that in her clenched fist, Hermione is still holding a piece of parchment paper. On that paper, she scribbles notes about the monster that they were all looking for. A giant snake called a basilisk, who moves through the school pipe system and petrifies students just by making indirect eye contact. Ron and Harry can't believe it and hurry off to tell the teachers, but in that moment, they hear a terrifying announcement. Jenny Weasley has been taken by the monster. The school will be closed and students will be sent back home tomorrow. After overhearing the teachers give Lockhart the impossible task of finding the girl, the two seek out their defense against the dark arts teacher to tell him about the chamber and the monster. Lockhart, however, reveals the truth about his scheme to obliviate successful witches and wizards and sell their accomplishments as his own. He threatens to obliviate Ron and Harry, too, but Harry is faster and disarms the professor. They take Lockhart with them to Myrtle's bathroom. Myrtle explains how she died by looking into the eyes of the basilisk and shows them the sink that marks the entrance to the secret chamber. Harry is able to open it using parcel tongue, and they find themselves looking down one of the dark pipes. They force Lockhart to slide down the pipe first before they follow him, deep down, miles under the school. There they find the monster's enormous skin. Lockhart is overwhelmed by fear, and after faking a faint, he dives at Ron, knocking him over and grabs his wand. The man doesn't realize that Ron's wand is broken, and his spell to obliviate the boys backfires. Gilderoy wipes his own memory, and the commotion causes a bunch of rocks to break down from the ceiling and block the passage. Harry realizes that he has to continue on his own. The thought of Ginny still being alive drives him forward. He opens up another passage through a wall sparkling with emerald snake eyes. Harry's entire body is shaking, and yet the young Gryffindor bravely steps forward through the open walls. 
Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Oh, that was not bad. I am always start sweating what? when I start singing on the podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> we should sing more. Really? Because I'm into yeah. the unknown. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, that was really bad. Uh, <clears throat> but my niece loves that song. Yes. She would belt that song from the backseat into the unknown. Just oh, on repeat, on repeat for thirty minutes on the way home one time. So that's so Fantastic. cute. I but yeah, I see you guys um, that's that's what we're doing. We are yeah. we are headed into the unknown as we a lot of unknowns. Yeah, venture into the chamber of secrets. So this chapter, um, when we, should I do the apology now or should I just wait till we get to that point? Yeah, I guess I'll wait. You okay. guys gotta stick Sounds around good. because I've got a big apology to make. And I think you guys have known this was coming for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. All right. Well. 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 I think it's a great way. Uh, something we forget in the movie is that they wanted to go through with the exams. That's how I we kind of start uh, off the chapter. The students are raging. They're like, What? Okay, okay, but hold on. This is a rigorous wizarding school, mm-hmm. okay? So other schools might have been like, hey, sorry, it's time to shut her down. Not at Hogwarts. Nope. <laughs> like Dumbledore's final words were, make them take the exams, Minerva. Make them take the exams. Hogwarts, Hogwarts. Okay, what do you want? Yeah, right? Just something, please. <laughs> Would you mad? I mean, just... just... <laughs> but, but Dumbledore, they've taken another chart. I don't care, Minerva. Make yeah. them take the exams. It's just so I ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. You can kind of see, like, maybe in the, in the in the common room, them, you know, laugh, like, is this real? And then, so to start it all off, yes. Yeah, so, so there we go. We have to take the exams. That's the mm-hmm. big news, right? Uh, the other bit of news, though, the good news. Yeah. T- the, a few days later. A few days later. We get the good news. The good news, which is that, hey, the Mandrakes are popping into each other's pots oh yeah we can now they're beyond that uh yeah <laughs> we can now chop them up and we've got to put a stop soup. to it all right they are uh <laughs> as a matter of fact yeah we don't want to tell you what else they've been up to but the mandrakes are ready to go and, yeah. and so so yeah now we can bring everybody back but that's a problem yeah. as ron says for hermione yeah so maybe we should it'd be it'd be, it'd be nicer <laughs> if we just kept her oh. petrified for maybe three four more days later like let her get through the exams because she's going to imagine how stressed out she would have been. Right. To, I know. To, really? To wake up for sure. Like, yeah. You know, and, at the end, the they, they do cancel it because of Jenny. But um, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. I just liked how we were set up for this be- be- because the days before McGonagall gave them some bad news. Right. They're like, what the we have to take exams. Mm-hmm. We, no one thought they would have to take them. Um, and then we get this whole setup. When she shows up at the dra- breakfast table, right? And she says, I have some good news. Mm-hmm. And the great hall, instead of falling silent, erupted. And they give her all kinds of suggestions. Right. Like, Dumbledore's coming back. Yeah. Several people yeah. yelled joyfully. You've caught the air of Slytherin, squealed a girl at the Ravenclaw table. Quidditch matches are back on, roared Wood excitedly. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like they've given all these good suggestions and as a reader i almost think oh no it's not going to be anything good after they make all these suggestions yeah to, to, you know after she's going to say something like um 
I don't know, we got a guest professor here or I don't know, something yeah, uh, that the kids don't really care about because she's all about the academics. Yeah, the third floor corridor is now inbounds. Something uh, like that. <laughs> something yeah. ridiculous. But then she says, Professor Sproud has informed me that the mandrakes are ready for cutting at last. Tonight we will be able to revive those people who have been petrified. I need hardly remind you all that one of them may well be able to tell us who or what attacked them. I'm hopeful that this dreadful year will end with our catching the culprit. And I love this. Oh. There was an explosion of cheering. Yes. Yes. Let's Except go. Except for Draco Malfoy. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was but to shut her down. they're all, even, you know, let's say they didn't even know any of the victims. They all break out in cheers. And that makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, really. That, right. Truly. I bet there were even Slytherins who were like, yes, okay, Absol- let's go. Absol- like, yes. you know, just they mentioned Draco and we sort of characterized that whole table that way. But I feel like, no, there's a lot of them who are like, yes, this is awesome. And that's that's really cool because they're kind of kicking themselves that they didn't think of Moaning Myrtle sooner, mm-hmm. right? That they, oh, yeah, they, for they're sure. like, man, we could have, we could have, you know, really gotten to, gotten this quicker. And now, now they're sort of like, well, now it doesn't matter. That's yeah. great. Because essentially Minerva said, we're going to find out. Once they awake, we're going to know exactly who this is. They're going to point to the person and then right. boom. Now, Gilderoy will tell you, they're going to say it's Hagrid, guys. Yeah. Like, they're going to wake up and be like, it was Hagrid. And yeah. what are you going to say then? You know. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. boy. But then this is sad. Ginny's got something to say. And I wanted to ask you, so Plus Ginny hmm. was going to tell them something important. You think now she fears... Well, tonight they're going to wake them up. Someone must have seen her. Do you think she was anywhere at the crime scene uh, talking I, to the basilisk what to tell him what to do? I still just think even I'm trying to remember when she first wakes up what she says, but she I think she wanted to tell mm-hmm. everything right here. I yeah. think it's just like, yeah, regardless of, of whether they I don't think it was because I don't, I don't think it was fear. Maybe it was, you know, who knows? She's young mm-hmm. and that's that's understandable. But yeah. She had been possessed. So right. it's one of those things that where you think it's you and it's your fault and it's your problem. It, it's like you're embarrassed by that, but mm-hmm. you weren't really doing that. You know, you, you look at the, the the roosters that were being killed. And True. Stuff, right? It was crazy. That was her, right? That was her, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, so all the, the messages on the wall and all these different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's been possessed. And when she has clarity of mind or when there's time, she's trying really to, to get to somebody and let them let them I mean, really... Really, she had already tried to free herself from this, and yeah. then then Harry gets the diary, and she wants to protect him. Yeah. That was all protecting Harry. Gosh, but I just feel for her in this it, moment. It, yeah, and, and like in a lot of ways, Harry, Ron, and Hermione will do things that they think are protecting people, but it mm-hmm. ends up later in the series being like, oh, whoa, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what Jenny does here. Yeah. That's, we're always trying to look out for one another, and sometimes we overstep, or we do things that result in more... Uh, damage yeah. than, than we intended so i know and she's really trying hard and it costs her a lot of bravery and to open up to them but then right. percy ruins the moment because he just he's i, I mean i want to say though we have two comments in this chapter on what's been going on at hogwarts with the prefects and the teachers and mm-hmm. i i want to give them some credit because Percy, oh, yeah, he's, he's been... dead tired. Right, right, Honestly, right. he has been working day and night, probably just like the teachers. I mean, later, Lockhart mentions it. And I know we think, oh, he's a joke. He's He said something about 
okay, but he's supposed to walk the Gryffindors to the next class. Mm-hmm. And then here and Ron are kind of like, oh, Gil- you know, not Gil- <laughs> Professor Lockhart, you've been working so hard. We can go on our own. And he kind of thinks, okay, it's all over anyway. Right. So he's like, I got to go back and prepare for my next class and everything. And it's been long nights, you know, working, working day and night. I mean, right, right. And I think you can make fun of that, but also he's got a point. Yeah, for sure. He does. If you imagine what they've been doing for the last p- couple of days or weeks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just, yeah, patrolling. They the needed them. Corridors. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I mean, that may have helped even in, in in some ways, right? From more from there being more attacks or more uh, maybe victims. Yeah. Really, yeah. there could have been many more because you don't want the basilisk to be seen. Really, right? You don't want. Yeah, and it's trying to catch somebody maybe unaware, or it's trying to right. get it's moving through the pipes and stuff like that. But it's just people were not supposed to be. Because uh, yeah, there's uh, the attacks take place in different areas. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. And there would have been a large group of people, too. Like, if one person is killed, like, it's not going to take out all of those. Right. And if you're traveling in groups like that, <laughs> yeah. then you can run and tell the teachers what you saw and what's going on. Right. Yeah. So. Because, the, I mean, the really, the ear of Slytherin didn't want to kill anyone. He really just wanted to purge the school of the Muggleborns. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. But Percy is just, you know, he's tired. He just wants to sit down. There's probably not a lot of room because everyone's just been hearing but, the announcement. Right. And he just. Yeah. Tells yeah. He wants to sit down. He's tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's again. I think it's fair to say that Percy is trying to um, he's he's trying to protect his own chamber of secrets. Oh my god! <laughs> right. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just he's been working overtime to protect. True. He probably saw Jenny, and oh she looked my. like she was going to tell them something, and he's like, "Oh no!" He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, anyway, sorry. Um, had to. Throw. Whenever you can sneak in a good Chamber of Secrets uh, joke, it's just it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun, in my opinion. But yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he's 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 telling him it's nothing, nothing, guys. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. So. And it's okay because Percy is actually scared that his brothers will make fun of him, and you know that I can kind of understand why he doesn't want his family to know because they're always, especially the twins, they're. Not very nice to Percy, mm-hmm. to be honest. So yeah, you know, and actually, so uh, real quickly, just as we transition in here to the next part, part where we're going go mm-hmm. to go to to Moaning Myrtle, Lockhart again because he's so confident about the fact that this is over and done with. It's really his lack of um, it's his, what do you call it? Like he's his guard is down. He's not he's not really doing his job very well because he thinks like there's really nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. He's more worried about his his hair and everything. So they slip off, right? I They're know. able to kind of slip off and get away from. Uh, Lockhart, so they can go over and talk to Myrtle because they still wanted to talk to her. They still want to like get to the bottom yeah. and have some information, right? Yes. So, yeah, and it's actually on their way to. Is it on their way to 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 the Myrtle? bathroom? Yeah, they yeah. run into Professor McGonagall, right? And this is kind of sweet because Harry is very quick. Again, I think we said that like two episodes ago, or no, with Aragog. Mm-hmm. Harry's so quick when it comes to things like that. Oh, he is. Right? Yeah, he's very, very. Quick-witted. I was just, I was <laughs> just reading that actually, uh, later on when there's like nonverbal communication between him and Dumbledore in the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, All throughout oh. the series, you can see it's not like there's the bits where, like in this, for example, the Horcrux that is in him and Parcel Tongue and all his powers that he has, maybe from Voldemort, are there, and they they make him exceptional, and it's a part of, uh, you know, the the 
mis, mis, the mystery of this of the, of the story. But if you look really closely, it's his cleverness. It's mm-hmm. his it's how uh, brave he is and yeah. how quick witted he is when it comes to these moments. And yeah. he'll call it dumb luck later on. But really, right. he's made pretty good decisions in under stressful moments, right, where there's a lot of pressure. And exactly you know, the right yep. call. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, I mean. It, that gets bigger and bigger as the series goes on. Right now, it's just Professor McGonagall staring them down, which is a pretty high, intense pressure moment. It, oh, yeah. If you don't think so, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets out of this. I know. He says, we were, we were going to go see Hermione. And even though they knew she was going to be revived that night, right? they were going to go and, you know, they haven't seen her in ages. They, was, they were just going to tell her. It's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. It is sweet. And he didn't expect, though, that Professor McGonagall would buy this. And, and, and she says, of course. And Harry was amazed, saw a tear glistening in her mm. beady eye. Of course, I realize this has all been hardest on the friends of those who have been. I quite understand. Yes, Potter. Of course you may visit Miss Granger. I will inform Professor Binns where you've gone. Tell Madam Pomfrey I have given my permission. Oh, bless her. That is so awesome. I, I love Professor McGonagall, and yeah. I love that she loves Hermione, and, and that, that Hermione sh- loves her. Yes, and that she shows humanity in those moments, right? She is that stern teacher, but when it comes to things like that, she she really shows her yep. heart, and yeah, that she right. is, actually. She cares. She cares about She her does, students. but now they have to follow through with this, though, right? So they have to go up <laughs> yeah. and see Madame Pomfrey, who's sort of like, uh, uh what? Yeah, she's like... Guys, she's petrified. And I want to say, because it they're they're almost like well you could as w- what does it say, just as well talk to the nightstand or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter, but it's important that they I go here for the think story. So. Oh no, because we've seen <laughs> and TikTok is always right, guys. Oh yeah, true. We've seen some videos; they're pretty amazing, and I don't know if there's if that's actually true, but it matters. Words matter, and it matters what you talk to how what kind of energy you put out there with your words right oh remember? that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember? yes so i think it is it does have an impact even if they just tell petrified hermione and they say when someone's um you know suffering from a coma a state mm-hmm. of coma yeah, yeah. and family members go there and talk to that person they still register it mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's really really important like I know people talk about talking to plants and how that makes yes. them grow better. And I I do think that definitely yeah. does not hurt them. You know? Yeah, no. I, I <laughs> now I've yet to do the experiments myself, but let me yeah. tell you right now, I will try it. We will we will literally I would love to. We're gonna get some white rice, we're gonna put it in two <laughs> containers, and we are going to start speaking positive to one. Mm-hmm. And I feel terrible saying this, but but speaking negative to the other just to sort of see what happens. I feel like we're just poor, just poor rice in the other <laughs> container. Maybe we'll speak positive, positively to them to see if they come back. You know? If oh. They, oh my. Yeah. Wow. Great <laughs> healing. Anyway, yeah. TikTok's always right, or uh, YouTube Shorts, or Instagram sure. Reels, whatever you're watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, those come across the feed. So it's good. Yeah, they go up and put good energy, good spirit out to Hermione, and mm-hmm. they happen to find out what she was researching a little bit. So they find in her hand this note. Uh huh. It's like, did nobody? see that i know right come on you don't examine her you just feel like okay here you go that's what a lot of times in this school and i'm gonna say that later again when they talk about jenny i do not i'm not a fan of how they handle things sometimes 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I see it's necessary for the story. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're highly critical right now. Teachers and schools' point of view, very mm-hmm. questionable. Yeah. <laughs> So it's this old page that's torn out from a library book. You want me to read it? Mm -hmm. So of the many fearsome beasts and monsters that roam our land, there is none more curious or more deadly than the basilisk, known also as the king of serpents. This snake, which may reach gigantic size and live hundreds of years, is born from a chicken's egg. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hatch beneath a toad, its methods of killing are most wondrous. For aside from its deadly and venomous fangs, the basilisk has a murderous stare, and all who are fixed with the beam of its eyes shall suffer instant death. Spiders flee before the basilisk. Yeah, for it's their mortal enemy. And the basilisk flees only from the crowing of the rooster, which is fatal to it. And I think we talked about this when we talked about the basilisk in um, episode 10. Yeah. That is pretty interesting because it's a chicken egg that was hatched beneath beneath a toad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the rooster's crowing is fatal to it. Yeah. Think about it. Like, you know, almost like the rooster. That's not my, that's a fake child. It's not my child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird and twisted. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But it, that's why they're, they're all dying. And stuff. I mean, it's what really makes... These little things that you find out later, like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. That's why Hagrid kept bringing, was concerned about that, was patching the fence, trying to figure out what was getting in there. Yeah. And then it um, all makes sense and, and yeah. how they break it down. And she re- she writes one word because she's been thinking about how does this basilisk move through the school without being seen? Pipes. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. moves through the pipes. And do you agree when I say, I think... They made the beast look a little bit bigger in the movie than it actually is supposed to be. Yeah. Because, you there know. There is no pipes. When, that thing yeah. is absolutely <laughs> say, massive. Whenever I saw the movie, even little me thought, how, what kind of pipes do they have at that school? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and I know it's like, uh, later it's described. No, it's an old castle, but I mean. Yeah, when they find the um, skin later down in the chamber oh yeah 20 feet long it says it's 20 feet long and for my uh european metric system users that's about six meters long but they Mm -hmm. don't say anything about the thickness so i guess like it's a very big large snake but the way it's depicted in the movie maybe a little over exaggerated yeah i was gonna say because if you i mean i'm just looking around our little place here that's like as long as our little living room right here actually from from wall okay, yeah. to wall back there and so yeah if it were as big as a big around as it like as yeah. it, it it needs to be longer for it yeah. to be that big around yeah i guess what i'm trying to say yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't know anyway um yeah so interesting but so, so how do they how does it how does it petrify people well harry and ron figure this out i i don't even know if any if newt or anyone who wrote I'm trying to remember if they figured it out because they all say it's deadly, right? But mm-hmm. if you indirectly 
look into its eyes, you're just petrified. petrified. So we have all the victims, Mrs. Norris, who sees it in the water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through Nick, and yep. Neil Nick can't die, so he's just petrified. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. oh, camera, Colin's camera, and then Hermione and Penelope had mirrors. mirrors. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. there you go. They all were in luck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Hermione carried that mirror with her because she already knew. Yeah. So that's really, really smart. And yep. lucky for Penelope. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Let me see here. The interest is, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, oh, uh, now they definitely want to talk yeah, to Merle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, no, th- sorry. They don't want to talk to Merle. They actually want to talk to teachers. Congratulations, guys. That's something you should consider. Oh, yeah. They, they decide they want to go straight to, <laughs> yeah, to McGonagall in the, in the staff room, right? But no one's there. Right. So there's an empty staff room. And they wanted to tell teachers, but then the big shocker news come. Mm-hmm. They hear an announcement. Jenny Weasley. A girl has been taken. It's yep. Jenny. Uh, no, I th- I think they just, in the announcement, they the, just the, say, the announcement they didn't it's say just who. a girl. Right, but when right. they're in the staff room, Ron hears it. They're in, they're in the wardrobe, right, oh. with all the different, yeah. On their way to Narnia. <laughs> On their way to Narnia. Uh, they are in the wardrobe, and yep. he slumps down when he hears his sister's name. I know. Gosh. It's terrible. Guy. Yeah. And they assume, so by their reaction they assume she's already dead mm-hmm. and i really really dislike how the teachers handle that in that moment it's annoying you know professor Gildroy lockhart comes in and they all know he's fake he can't do anything but they since he always claimed he knew where the chamber is and he could just take out that beast in no time they kind of tell him to do that now mm-hmm. that would be the mm-hmm. time to show you know, your skills and your knowledge and everything. Right. And they make fun of him to get rid of him in that moment. But really, they don't have proof that Ginny is actually dead. And I think it is outrageous that they don't try everything in that moment to mobilize some forces and look. I know they have searched the school, but since a student has been kidnapped, they should keep looking i think i feel like and get some outside help <laughs> yeah i feel like though they they are the first priority right now is just gonna be okay tonight here's what we're doing we're getting mm-hmm. all the kids out of the school okay that's because uh, i think you're right because it is ridiculous we're left we're left with harry's perspective where it's like yeah gilderoy mm-hmm. you go it's a, sort of the mocking of gilderoy yeah and he can he can deal with this they're all upset they're all you know saying all the things that he said before but they really are just trying they're gonna get the kids out of here Mm -hmm. um snape even at one point is gripping the chair really hard really he's also shocked and upset and says how 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 can you be sure about this right and well another message was left the air of slytherin left another message right underneath the first one her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever so this is and they they realize it's jenny weasley so Let's get the kids out of here. Once they're on the Hogwarts Express, we are coming back and finding this girl. Because it's really like they're saying it's mm. the evening. And they're saying, uh, let's let's get everybody there like tomorrow. Okay. Let's, out of there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think when Lockhart left, they probably went and did like a secondary sort of, let's go do some stuff. We'll meet back up later in Dumbledore's office or something. Who knows? Maybe. Because they leave. Have all, to. Yeah. One by one, they leave. And Harry and Ron don't come out. They don't tell them what they know. For some reason, again, they don't. Now that is a problem. Yeah, that is still a problem. (laughs) So 
they, they've already just I mean come on they've heard him be mocked they they don't they, uh, right they've they've left him to go figure it out so for sure they're going to a teacher and they're going to give him this information mm-hmm. but I don't know why you wouldn't just give that to McGonagall yeah. I don't trust McGonagall yeah. just to, to tell her for sure and she could have gone down there and but so it's they are in the shock they probably didn't want to be caught in the wardrobes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. eavesdropping on the teachers but they are in shock and maybe you don't always make the best decisions when you, they can't probably can't think straight right now right right and I want to read this because this really got me when it says it was probably the worst day of Harry's entire life. And I know this is up to the point where we are at right now, mm-hmm. but thinking back what Harry's childhood looked like. Yeah. Oh yeah. This says a lot. Yeah, this is this is this is dire. I mean, this is this is his best friend's sister who has a crush on him. And um, he also his future wife. likes her. Yeah, you his, know, fu- this is there his future is wife. definitely some... That's underlying. It's definitely there. Sympathy. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Hogwarts is his home. Yeah. Dumbledore, who he looked up to, is gone. Gone. Mm. And all these teachers don't know what to do. His best friend is petrified. Uh, yes. And now somebody else is missing, so this is not over. Yeah. And it's like they... Yeah, that's a lot for someone his age to deal with and process right away yes and you just said okay they all maybe he didn't understand all of the subtlety or the verbal irony that the professors were expressing right if you just took it at face like sometimes for kids it's hard to hear that and so maybe that's adults mocking him Mm -hmm. uh but maybe they took it at like oh they're actually sending gilderoy to 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 go right deal with this because they're in shock and they're dealing with a lot and ron i mean ron's probably not processing half of what's being said out there because it's his sister no i know that they that they took it says he ron fred and george sat together in a corner of the gryffindor common room unable to say anything to each other percy wasn't there he had gone to send an owl to mr and mrs weasley then shut himself up in this dormitory and i think it's makes it so well you sad. almost wonder you you almost wonder if jenny didn't maybe try to come to percy and tell him at some yeah. point and he sort of I shut her down yeah. on accident and didn't realize it because you just like you're, you're dismissing it sorry little sister i'm busy i have a lot going on plus there was an awkwardness after she walked in on them right and so he doesn't want to talk to her more and then he just sort of stopped her from talking to ron and harry uh and they're like she must have known something yeah. and ron I mean, they even go on to say like she's a pureblood so there's yeah. no other reason other than she had to have known something for the for the beast or the monster yes. to take her down there because she's pure blood and yeah. only uh, you know muggles had been or muggle-born witches and wizards had, had been attacked yeah. previously. Yeah. So and it's it just it's just a sad scene that again we don't really get that in the movie, um, but it really got me. It got to me when we see all the Weasley siblings and Harry sitting mm-hmm. there and probably other Gryffindors who are shocked because Ginny had I mean I know this is her first year she didn't really remember much but from what we hear later she probably had friends she probably had people who cared about her outside of her family and it's just really they don't know what to do and since there is though if small tiny little chance that she could still be alive yeah harry and ron know they have to go and do something right and so the person that they they go to and ron suggest going to see lockhart uh, if yeah. he is going down there we can at least tell him how to get into the chamber yeah um and we can tell him what's in there yeah. right so they're they're hoping so they both you know end up leaving the the common room and head, heading that way but 
as they knock on the door and they get there. He is rather busy. Mm-hmm. So if you would be quite quick, that is, uh, he would like to get out of here. He's, I think he's got like one of his wigs in hand or something, right? So he's, <laughs> he's trying to like stuff that away and they don't it's quite. It's hilarious in the movie. It's great. That oh, scene the movie. is actually great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't quite realize what's going on. But um, yeah, his office had been almost completely stripped. Uh, two large trunks stood open on the floor. Robes, jade green, lilac, midnight blue had been haste, hastily folded uh, into one of them. Books were jumbled untidily into the other. Photographs had been that had covered the wall were now crammed into the boxes on the desk. Are you going somewhere? said Harry. Uh, well, uh, yes. Urgent call. Unavoidable. Gotta go. Uh, what about my sister? <laughs> well, as to that, most unfortunate. Uh, just ridiculous. <laughs> I know. No one regrets more than I. But, I mean, he is the defense against the dark arts teacher. And sort of like, why can't it's, it's this is like your thing. You're, you're, the, right. you're the teacher who, who should is be dealing with the most battle ready right. yeah, against dark arts and against Normal. monsters and stuff. So. And Harry's like, you're, you're running away. Mm-hmm. After all that stuff you did in your books, so some part of Harry still believes he did. I mean, they they kind of yeah, they wonder do. why he's you know not very capable. Right. I almost wondered before s- that they thought he was maybe like he had done some some things and he maybe had just embellished them, but he was still somewhat capable and he was just more grandiose than he needed to be. And really, they find out here that it's all a facade. Everything yeah. is that he he felt like he was the. Oh, the better smile for it, the better hair, oh. the better, uh, you know. This is pretty is harsh how he phrases that. And I want to read I want to read it real quick and then I want to hear your thoughts yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So he says, my dear boy, do use common, your common sense. My books wouldn't have sold half as well if people didn't think I'd done all of those things. No one wants to read about some ugly old Armenian warlock, even if he did save a village from werewolves. He looked dreadful on the front cover. <laughs> no dress sense at all. And the witch who banished the abandoned banshee had a hairy chin. I mean, come on. So you've just been taking credit for what a load of other people have done, said Harry incredulously. Harry, Harry, said Lockhart, shaking his head impatiently. It's not nearly as simple as that. There was work involved. I had to track these people down, ask them exactly how they managed to do what they did. Then I had to put a memory charm on them so they wouldn't remember doing it. If there's one thing I pride myself on, it's my memory charms. No, it's been a lot of work, Harry. It's not all book signings and publicity photos, you know. You want fame. You have to be prepared for a long, hard slog. And with that, I need to make my apologies. All right. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I've, I've been, I think Gilderoy is hilarious because he's so ridiculous and he's so over yeah. the top and his character is exaggerated. He's clearly... Uh, kind of, you know, I mean, like, like here, it's revealed that he is villainous, essentially. Yeah. And he's he's very vain. Mm-hmm. He very much thinks that because of his perfect hair and his hair products that he was working on, and his smile <laughs> yeah. and and his dashing good looks, mm-hmm. that he should be. You know, he's the um, he's better for the posters. He's better for the front cover. Yeah. He's better. He like so th- these guys. I mean, again, he wanted all those riches and fame. And I think for him to look and see that that's just his vanity, right? He looks and he right. sees that these other uh, older Armenian warlock is, is saving this village. Like, ah, he's going to look terrible in the front no, cover. No, he's very surface level, very, yeah. yeah. 
Right. It's more important what you look on a front cover, what you look right. like. Low, 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 low. And one of the things when I did his most powerful, um, you know, how powerful was Gilderoy Lockhart, that was the whole thing is that if he wasn't good at it or if he couldn't get attention from mm-hmm. it, he was kind of out. And in his mind, yeah. I think he developed this, he, he became delusional. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's so weird because his per, his professors felt like he could have been much more. And he could, mm-hmm. if he had he have applied himself and had he... Uh, had he had some Hufflepuff traits and been hardworking and just tried mm-hmm. to get better. But if he wasn't instantly really good at it, which a lot of times he'd be like above average, you know, right. he'd be like average yeah. to above average, but he chose to, nope. Okay. Not the best. That kid's better. All right. Nope. Yeah. Not doing it. Nah, it's not really, it's not really that cool. Yeah. Right. Nah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Really, you're talking, you're talking almost talking down, down yeah. Yeah. To, to other people's sort yeah. of accomplishments and saying, ah, it's really not that big a deal. I mean, it's, yeah. and, and you make whatever you can do really important so the rest of it his time at hogwarts was just him as a student anyways was him trying to get attention and then as he goes into his adult life it's like okay now i I know what i'm good at these memory charms and i'm going to use them and i'm going to kind of acquire other people's accolades right what's kind of of interesting to me is though that he says do use your common sense come on everyone should be able to know and see that that this is just well and that's another know. delusion that he has, though. Yeah. He doesn't realize how well he has fooled yeah. the wizarding world. I mean, yeah. maybe not everyone, but, like, he for sure... I, uh, actually, okay, it's two things. I think that a lot of the wizarding world, even Mrs. Weasley, I think they just mm-hmm. get... They know it's exaggerated. They know it's 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 dramatized. I mean, mm-hmm. like, when you watch some of the reality TV shows that we have <laughs> yeah. going on, you know some of that stuff is dramatized, and you know that it's that it's it's not all real, as we call it a reality TV you show. You know so when staged. they when they talk about the royal family that it's not all like hundred yeah. percent like that, right? They have to right. put some drama in there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there may be a lot of drama already, but there are some things that, that they're going to stage and, some, and yeah. stuff. So you think like the wizarding community understands that, but they didn't think just like Harry and Ron revealed here mm-hmm. that he was that incompetent. I mean, they didn't realize yep. that, that he had let his <laughs> spell work go to that degree right. and that he was really just only good at memory charms and was stealing people, people's uh, accomplishments and yeah. stuff. I made the joke, or I was going to make the joke in our How Powerful series that Dumbledore started collecting his memories once he figured out what Gilderoy was doing to his old buddies. Right. Because actually, that's one of the reasons he brings him in is to kind of <laughs> humiliate him and bring him down a notch. Yeah. Because he had realized, I think he was suspicious that this had been done. Yeah. That's what's hinted on the, on, on the, uh, on the wiki. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I have to look into the source on all that. But anyways, it's just, you know, interesting. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's bad. You know, it's, it's yeah. too, too bad because he, he could have just been really good yeah. at memory charms and, and helped in the Ministry of Magic. He and he could have created his, his yeah. own, you know, uh, hair products and stuff. He, yes. There were other things that he wanted to work on that would have been great. Maybe he is a great writer. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's, but he's taking these other deeds from other yeah. wizards it's and witches. Choices. It's his choices. That's what we talk yep. about in this book series all the time. He could have made other choices, but he did not. And and unfortunately, that led him on a path that was yeah. definitely not ideal. And you know what? Unfortunately, that's what he's saying about these other about these other warlocks and witches. Yeah. Is that their their choices to, to, to wear the garb and to wear the... <laughs> You know, the the things that they wear, my yeah. gosh, if they would just clean up a little bit, uh, I wouldn't yeah. have had to steal all their stories and take their front page, you know, yeah. cover photo I know. for them. And I mean, a just kidding. second grader can can disarm him. 
which I mean, is Harry Potter, but still, he's second grader. He just learned the spell expertly yeah, yeah. and he's able to disarm him before Lockhart can even uh, say obliviate. Yeah. So yeah. he is trying to obliviate those two students who are just trying to save their friend and sister. Right. It makes you want. So Harry's either Harry's also really intuitive and very quick on the draw. True. Because there's other great warlocks that he had to get the jump on. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's sort of he did get the jump on some pretty uh, interesting witches and wizards. G- yeah. Gilderoy himself. So the fact that he doesn't get the jump here, he's clearly, he's sort of. I think because maybe you're 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 more on guard with someone like, you know, I say Dumbledore, but like, I yeah, don't know who would be? I mean, any of these people that he took their memories, you're more on guard and ready, and you've also got a plan of attack. Whereas here, Gilderoy was reacting to being caught. He hadn't been in that situation very yeah. often, so that's maybe why he's slow in the uptake. Because I don't want to take away from the fact that he did actually, maybe. You know, he get the, he got the drop on these powerful individuals. Yeah. So, and he doesn't give up. I mean, later he tries again. So, mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. interesting though, what you totally noticed and told me about, and I've I totally missed it. Oh yeah, that was so cool to me. Lockhart was blasted backward. So after Harry said Expelliarmus and he disarmed him, uh, Lockhart falls over his trunk. His wand flew high into the air. Ron caught it. And flung it out of the open window. Ron just tossed Gilderoy's wand out of the window. <laughs> yep. And it's just somewhere on the Hogwarts ground sitting there. And I made the joke. I think wherever it landed, just around it, the, f- the, the grass was blooming with forget-me-nots. I'm just thinking <laughs> if anybody has any thoughts or theories or a quick little short idea on what happened or a theory or something cool that, that could have happened to his wand. Yeah. That is it. In 1993, we know that Harry Potter uh, disarmed him and he was trying to perform a memory charm against him and his friend Ron Weasley. And they, uh, yeah, they toss his, they toss his wand right out the window. (laughs) Boom. Gone. So it fell on the ground. I mean, did did, did like a, did did, did a tree grow there? Did like, (laughs) what, what happened? Because it's still a wand that chose that wizard. That's an interesting thing to think about. True. You know, that is interesting. Yep. But anyway, yeah, cool little, cool little connection. So now they've got him, and they say you're coming with us, and we're we're taking you. You're just, I mean, at this point, what? I don't know. Hold on a second. So why did they? It's just they just yeah took him along. They just did right. So because he said he was gonna look for her, and since he's there, they yeah they just take him with them. Why? Yeah, since he doesn't even have a wand, what do you need him for? Right, he says. He says, "I don't know where the Chamber of Secrets is. There's nothing I can do." Well, you're in luck. We think we, we know, know where it is yeah. uh, and what's inside. Let's go. They march him off out of his office and down the nearest stairs along the dark corridor where the where the messages shown on the wall to the yeah. door of Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. They sent Lockhart in first. It looks like they're using him as a shield. Maybe that's yeah, the plan, I right? Think so uh, Harry was pleased to see that he was shaking. I mean, again, at this point, take him to McGonagall. Yes. Sorry, I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. saying that just because. It's fun to point out. I know people are like, oh, it's come on, it's a story. I know, but it's just, you know. No, it's fine. We always, that's what we do, right? When we read a story, we compare ourselves to the characters and we think what what I have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back then, maybe that was as a kid. Yeah, And it's far more interesting if he takes him down there, so this is great. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, they go go in and they they find uh, Moni Myrtle and... um, they finally yeah, get to talk to her. Right. It's time to ask her 
uh, how how she died. Yeah. And that changes everything. She is normally moaning and crying and all upset. And she's like, oh, Ooh. it was dreadful. <laughs> ah, it happened right here. And she's yeah. just like all about like, exp- you know, talking about this, her death. Yeah. Uh, Olive Hornby, by the way, was yeah. teasing her. Not nice. Olive. What if Olive, what is, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to look up Olive Hornby and see if. Oh, is she still alive? Yeah, see what's going Probably. on. Because she, she haunted her. She haunted her, her yeah. For a a while, but I don't really know. My Which gosh, how's come when Olive Horn? I I Google her, and the pictures that come up, there is a girl listed here, and there's also like Umbridge. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Okay, so Olive Hornby was a witch who used to harass uh, Myrtle Warren about her glasses when they were in school. Mm-hmm. So interesting, bullying, haunted by her. So Moaning Myrtle, as uh, Myrtle's ghost was now known, haunted Olive Hornby for a long period of time, even after she left Hogwarts. After Moaning Myrtle interrupted her brother's wedding, Olive went to the Ministry of Magic to get rid of the troublesome ghost. Wow. Myrtle Warren was then sent back to Hogwarts (laughs) Castle, where she haunted the bathroom in which she died. Whoa. Um, Olive Hornby was already dead before the events surrounding the 94-95 Triwizard Tournament at Hogwarts. Oh. So although it is unknown what year she actually died. I was going to say, it doesn't sound, though, that, that, I mean, it could be a natural death, but huh. she would be like 60-something. Yeah, they say she was born between the years uh, 1926 and 1932, just to be, mm. you know, at Hogwarts at that time when... Uh, when Tom Riddle is there, ago, right? Uh, yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, quite some time. But there you mm. go. Little little quick dash on uh, Olive Olive Hornby. Hornby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's one of the 700 characters in, in, in how Harry powerful, Potter. Verse. How powerful is Olive Hornby? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I will do it. I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, yeah. So so Myrtle finally gets her her moment where she gets to you know. Right. And, and by the way, I love that she comes back later because we just mentioned that I know. Goblet of Fire. And I'm like, that's awesome. She does. Yes. You know, Even though she has, good. I don't know. She, yeah. <laughs> She's she just a teenage a... girl, you know. But yeah. um, it, it's interesting how she describes the moment when she died. She just saw those big yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. And then my whole body sort of seized up. And then I was floating away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost peaceful. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's horrible. But it sounds... She she likes talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She likes the interest that Harry and Ron now take in her and her yeah. death story. But right. yeah, right. Uh, okay, so uh, essentially we we get to we speak some parcel tongue at the. Uh, yes, she points fossil. out. Yeah, over there she sees the eyes, and they hurry over to a. Does sink. anyone else ever like when you're you know maybe next time I go to Europe and I'm over in Germany with you. And I see any type of snake decorative thing. You should just record me attempting to speak parcel tongue, right? To see what happens. <laughs> see if there's not something. Oh my something goodness! As a kid, I mean, how many kids did that after that movie or book? Yeah. First of all, and then what I did as a kid, and I was little, and it's kind of embarrassing. Please tell. I told you the story before. Okay, I want to hear it again. So my brother was into Dragon Ball, right? So a Dragon Ball, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, and as a little sister, you always want to do what your older brother does. Yeah. And I watched dra- some, you know, parts of Dragon Ball. And I thought the idea of a flying, of a little cloud flying you anywhere mm-hmm. you need to go. I thought it was so f- cool. And the cool part about, I don't know if it's the right name in English. In, in, in the German version, they called it Jindu June. 
Okay. And that's the name of the cloud. Gentoo. The flying cloud. I don't know what its actual name is. Oh, here, um, I'll look it up. But the cool thing about it is you can only fly it if you are pure of heart. Aww. And Goku was pure of heart. And I think his wife, later wife, Chi-Chi, was pure of heart. But you know who could not ride it? Who? Mutant Roshi. Mutant R- Roshi. Roshi. The, the, the guy with the turtles. Master, Master Roshi. Master Roshi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. not absolutely it. not. If I know anything about that series, that guy, no. Yeah. Not pure of heart. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's called the Flying Nimbus? Okay. Guess or, so. Yeah. Flying yeah, Nimbus. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. the Germ- maybe the German version adapted the Japanese name. Because yeah. it sounds a little Japanese, and here in 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 the states, it's called the Flying Nimbus. Okay, so Nimbus, I I I call what Goku did is he always called his cloud, and he was Jin like Jin and June. Yeah. And in English, probably Nimbus. Yeah. And what I did was we were, my mom took us on a trip, and we were just hiking through some woods, and there was a, a cliff, and I thought no one was around. And I always had wanted to try what happens if I just shout the cloud's name out loud. I was like, oh, please oh let it come gosh. up. And my brother was like, oh, my goodness, she's crazy. Did you actually shout it? I shouted it. And my mom didn't know what was going on. She just thought like, oh, that's cute. My yeah. brother knew the series and he was like, oh, my Rolling goodness. Rolling his eyes. so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but what if when you walked away from that cliff, it just took it some time and you guys and it was there and you just didn't. I know. Oh, I my. That's so sweet. That's yeah, so sweet. that's my that's my story. I'm trying to not. I I didn't try to speak parcel tongue. I tried to summon, summon yeah Nimbus from Dragon Ball. That's amazing. I think we've all done that as yeah as as kids gone out and tried to summon some magical force mm-hmm. or or entity or thing or whatever. And so yeah yeah yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Yes, we speak parcel tongue, and then uh, Gilroy goes down first. We, we you already mentioned the skin and how long the um, shedded basilisk skin is is like twenty feet. So, and they find a bunch of skeletons down there, little things. I know. know. Ron steps on a rat skeleton. I was like, Peter? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I mean. That would be good, actually. I mean. Hey. uh, (laughs) No. Uh, So, yeah, we're in there, and they're kind of looking around, mesmerized a little bit. And at one point, they lose track of old Gil. Well, Gilderoy <laughs> faints, actually. So he that's fakes sort of, a faint. He fakes it. Excuse me. That's pretty smart. That's pretty clever. I should have had that in the... The Bronsky the, faint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, oh, my... The Lockhart faint. <laughs> and it's this thing. It's a fake faint where you then pretend like you passed out and you're laying there. And then... Could you imagine if they used that during a duel somewhere? Like, oh, pretend faint. And yeah. then, like, wizards are dueling Leaps around you forward. and you're just like... Yeah, he leaps, he leaps back up, and he's like, ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's what we used to call it. We, I used to play this video game called Destiny, and mm-hmm. uh, when your character, the warlock, I played as a warlock, hmm. and as if you were if you were taken out, uh, you could actually, if you had your power, your super build up, you could do a self-res. Mm-hmm. So they'd leave you, they'd, they'd run away from you thinking you were gone, and I would self-res behind them and go boom, 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 and take them all out. Wow. That was pretty cool. That is pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. Yep. So uh, to get right to it, friends, I mean, the, uh, essentially, you guys know what happens. It kind of goes down a, a lot like it does in the movie. Gilderoy uh, fakes that faint, dives at Ron, knocks him to the ground, and then Harry's like, whoa, what is going forward? He's, he's trying to jump in there and, and, and whatever. And uh, Gilderoy gets Ron's wand, and he's like, "The <laughs> this is a great line, the adventure ends here, boys. <laughs> right? He's, he's so... He's like, I shall take a bit of this skin back up to the to the school, tell them I was too late to save the girl, 
and that you two tragically lost your minds at the sight of her mangled body. Say goodbye to your memories. Aww. And then he raises the wand. He's a Obliviate! <laughs> and then he just, you know. It explodes. Right. The wand backfires. And he says, with the force of a small bomb. Oh, yeah, knocked him out. I mean, actually, I think even if it wasn't the spell that, like, knocked his noggin he definitely flew up and hit the the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and like probably knocked a few I things know, was loose it the spell or was it his head just hit yeah hit the theory time rocks right maybe so he then. wasn't as great at memory terms actually yeah maybe not <laughs> anyway uh so so yeah that we, we yeah exactly the same way and they're it's a, it's just a lot unnerving because now all this stuff has just fallen down mm-hmm. ron and uh harry are separated and then um you know so he could hear the the distant noise of Ron straining to shift some of the rocks. He's kind of like, hey, shift this, you know, wait here, wait with Lockhart, I'll go on. Uh, if I'm not back in an hour, and uh, yeah, then there was a very this long pause. I'll try to shift some, some rock here, and there, uh, so you can, and then get back through, and Harry, you know, see you in a bit. They're, they're trying to they're trying to be confident, but they're pretty scared, Yeah, to be honest. So he moves forward. He comes up. So the description of the door is kind of neat. This will be our mm-hmm. last point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it at here? So it's got emerald green eyes. The serpent. that There's two of them, right? That's two entwined serpents were carved in there. Their eyes set with great glittering emeralds. So he speaks um, parcel tongue open. He just mm-hmm. he doesn't. He, it says he doesn't even have to imagine that they're alive because the way they that the... They look very, they, very alive. Yeah. Right, right. And the way that their eyes are sort of maybe... Uh, flickering a little bit makes him think that they are alive. Mm-hmm. So speaks and open. He, yep. he steps into the unknown. Into the unknown, friends. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, just wild. Wild. I hope you now have um, an earworm. Should I explain <laughs> real quick what an earworm is in German? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> an earworm is when you can't get rid of a song in your head. It's stuck in your head, right? That's what you say when... Yeah. And we call it... It's just a name for it in German. We call it an earworm because it's in your ear, you know. Stuck in there, guys. Yeah. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. No. All right. Well, uh, that is where we are going to... um, so we're going to leave you guys. Oh, my gosh. What? This is like the... We only have two chapters left, right? Yeah, two chapters. Right. Remember, too, uh, I've, I've been mentioning it here at the end. I'm really excited because we have kind of our spring break coming up where I'll get a chance to do yeah. some channel work and work on the podcast and the format and get us a little schedule going forward for extra Patreon content, bringing you guys theories, uh, different discussions and things like that. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty awesome because we've got a chance to drop some smaller videos that are... You know, anywhere from 5 to 10 to 15, 20 minutes long over on the YouTube channel. We thought, why not also drop some of them, especially here for you guys. So going forward into the new, um, like we'll do like between every chapter, we'll kind of drop a couple. We'll have like a, a set schedule of things that we drop for you guys. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, that is all for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. Uh, we hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter, people that'll behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. It's like the snake. It's like. <laughs>
Yeah, oh my gosh. All right. Uh, if you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us that review and follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Mars and back. And don't forget to leave us that review on Apple because then you will enter our big giveaway. Once we have our first 50 reviews, we will start drawing five prizes of which the biggest prize of all is... Oh, it's the Order of the Phoenix, the illustrated version. Love it. It's it's already here. We have it here and it's, it's beautiful. So we want to give that away to some of you, one of you. And um, if you want to enter, leave us that review on Apple. We're so excited because next week we will be back with a special guest in the cottage. Together with her, we're going to dive into Chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the Heir of Slytherin. So make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home.